Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. Welcome to New City Fellowship. If you're here uh, with us this morning in the building, we're so glad that you are here. It's good to see some faces I haven't seen in a while. If you're watching online, I'm also thankful for you and glad that you are here uh, watching online on YouTube or Facebook. Put a comment in the section. Let us know that you are here. We would love to follow up with you, and we'll have some information on how you can connect with us uh, right now. Um, But first, I just want to let you know that we are God's blended family gathering together both online and in person here to joyfully worship King Jesus. So if you're at home, you're not just a spectator, you are a participant with us in lifting up the name of Jesus. Uh, One of our values is to be sent on gospel mission. We are rooted in God's word, the gospel word. We are empowered by gospel news, meaning that our identity is being children of God. But we are also sent on gospel mission, and that means that we are representatives of Jesus, even in this moment. Uh, you know, before coronavirus hit, I found it was hard enough trying to have conversations about the gospel and about Jesus with people. But try doing it now. <laughs> Does anyone else have, have struggles in feeling like they're a good representative of Jesus in their conversations? Uh, the world is so divided right now, and it is so challenging to talk about what we as Christians believe. Uh, there's so many misconceptions out there. There's so many different people who believe different things, and not only that, uh, but sometimes when you're in conversations, you just don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. Uh, Over this fall, I'm going to start a little cohort. A a cohort's different than a Bible study. A a cohort is a group that's coming together that really wants to learn and accomplish a goal together. And I'm going to start a little cohort for people who want to grow in their ability to have conversations about their Christian faith. Uh, This is for people who, hey, I'm in conversations about Jesus and I don't always know what to say. Or, hey, I'm willing to step out and start having conversations, but I need some help. I want to start this cohort about conversations uh, related to having uh, conversations about Christian convictions this fall, where we'll gather on Zoom uh, once a week, we'll read some books together, and we'll actually go out and try and have conversations with people, uh, whether that's online or whether that's at restaurants or whatever. Um, And so if that interests you, if you're like, I want to grow in my ability to talk about Jesus, please get in touch with me. I would love to tell you more about that. We also have a lot of other things that we are going to be implementing this fall, and we'll announce those next week, next Sunday. We'll talk through each of those different things. If you want to be in the loop on things that are going on, The best way to do that is go to our website, which is newcityhh.com, or text 97000 with the phrase NewCityHH, and we will follow up with you. If you are in a financial pinch right now, and you're part of this church, don't stay in that by yourself. Uh, Come let us know that you are having trouble paying bills. Um, We would love to see if there's a way that we can walk with you in that. And for those of you who are giving, we really appreciate that. It continues to help us preach the gospel and minister to people and help those in need. If you're giving, you can give online or you can give at an offering plate uh, in the back on your way out. 
We are starting a new series today, and the new series is called Skill Set, The Wisdom of Proverbs and the Art of Godly Living. The Wisdom of Proverbs and the Art of Godly Living. Proverbs is a book in the Bible, 31 chapters, over 900 verses, uh, that talks about wisdom. Now, we have a hard time understanding what wisdom is because we live in the age of information. In other words, if I say, uh, how do I get to such and such, you would just say, well, just Google it. What year did this happen? Just Google it. We have so much information at our fingertips. Not only that, but we can communicate with literally anyone in the world. If we wanted to communicate with someone in another country that was out in a village, we could figure out a way to do it. That's amazing. But despite all that information and despite all that connection, that is not wisdom. Wisdom in the book of Proverbs is a skill set. A skill set in the art of godly living. In fact, as we talk about wisdom, that's what it is. It's a skill set in the art of godly living. It's a skill set because it's not just about something you know up here. It's not about something that you look up on your phone. It's something that you actually apply in real life. If you're wise, you actually act differently. You live differently. You do things differently because it's a skill set. But wisdom is also an art. It's an art form. Because to know when to apply wisdom, uh, you have to know the right wisdom to apply in the right situation. There's these two verses in the book of Proverbs that, that come right back to back. And one says, don't answer a fool according to his folly. And then the very next verse says, answer a fool according to his folly. Which one is it? Well, you need wisdom to know which proverb to apply at the right time because wisdom is not a science, it's an art. And it's an art in godly living. In other words, wisdom is all about living under the kingship of God in every area of your life, in your finances, in your sexuality, in your relationships, in your words, and what wisdom tells us is if we're willing to follow wisdom, the wisdom of God, we will begin to flourish in those areas that we apply wisdom. So today we're going to start off with Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. We'll look at some other scriptures as well. Uh, If you have your Bible, we're going to be reading from the ESV, Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. Let me pray, and then we'll read these seven verses. Father God, we just pray that you would make us wise through sitting in your word, that we would know your character and know your son better and live differently in this world. And all God's people said, amen. Proverbs 1, 1 through 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. 
Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance to understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles or their sayings. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You know, as we push towards the end of the summer, and for those of you who are parents, it means vacation's about over and school is starting and you're looking towards this next year. And we all feel that on some level. And as we look towards this next year, we begin to have questions. And one of those questions is, can I bear this? Uh, Can I bear this for another year, for another nine months? Can I uh, have the energy to walk through this next season of life? And if we're honest, many of us are just asking the simple question, can I survive? In the midst of coronavirus, will I survive? Can my family survive? We are stretched financially, uh, we are burdened emotionally, and we are tired physically. All those things are true. And as we look about the next year, the book of Proverbs would acknowledge all those things that we're feeling, but also ask us this, over the next year, will you live wisely? Will you live with wisdom? Will you grow in this skill set? This skill set, that's the art of godly living. Well, that's a tough question when we're thinking about just surviving the next year. And as you begin to think about wisdom in your life and you wonder, am I applying wisdom in various areas of my life? Where do I even start? How do I even know if I'm applying the Lord's wisdom? I mean, I have so many different categories in my life. How do I know over the next year if I'm going to even begin to walk in the Lord's wisdom? Well, Proverbs 1-7 tells us where to start. It says this, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of God is the beginning of wisdom. Now, we don't like to kind of think about being afraid of the Lord, uh, I've talked to several people in the church who are like, I don't, should I be afraid of the Lord? And, and what that fear means is a healthy reverence and awe for God. A healthy reverence and awe for God. That means the relationship that you have with God is on his terms, not on yours. Meaning that you're the one who's to submit to him, not him submitting to you. Over the vacation I just got back from, I took one of my children to a zipline ropes course. And I think we have a picture of a zipline ropes course. And you can keep the picture up just for a minute because I want to explain what a zipline ropes course is. Uh, It it is an obstacle course that's 40 feet in the air. And you go from tree to tree on these bridges and nets and wires and it can be a lot of fun. Now, you're, uh, you're held in with this harness. You can see the man's wearing a harness. And attached to that harness are two clips, a right clip and a left clip. And you hook in to the safety wire as you're crossing these bridges. In that case, if you slip, you are doubly protected. You are doubly protected. Now. One of the things is, when you're up in those trees, we had about 
50 different switches. In other words, we would go from one obstacle course, switch to the next obstacle course, to the next one. We did that 50 times, 40 feet in the air. You do not want to unhook both of your clips at the same time because if you fall, you fall and you're not safe. What you wanted to do was unhook one of your clips, keeping the, first, the second clip in, clip into the new obstacle course safety wire, make sure that one's there and safe. Then unclip the second hook and hook that one in. And that way you are always clipped in and you are always safe. And if you do that, you will not fall. Well, I got to this obstacle course, this zipline obstacle course with my daughter, and I said, listen, I've done this before. I've done this before, and we're going to have a lot of fun. But not if you don't have a healthy fear of what we're about to do. You have to have a reverence for this course. You cannot do this course on your terms. You can't make your own rules up as you go. You have to have a respect for this, and you have to follow the rules. And so I said, listen, we're going to switch about 50 different times. And for the first few times, I want to watch you unclip one and clip in, it in the next one, then unclip the other and clip in. Don't do that without me. I was afraid she would miss and then be in danger. So we hooked in, we climbed the ladder, we both got to the top, she switched one, switched the other, she went across the bridge, I watched her, I switched mine, switched the other, went across the bridge, and I got to the other end, and she, without me being there, had unclipped and clipped in and unclipped and clipped in. And I said, well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, what did, I, what did daddy tell you? We're 40 feet in the air, daddy said, do not unclip and clip in without me being here. You need to have a healthy respect for this course. And she said, yeah, 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 I got it. And I said, no, you don't got it. That's not wise. Wisdom isn't just knowing something in your head. It is doing it. And if we go on this course without a healthy fear, we will put our lives in danger. That zipline ropes course and a healthy fear for it, it's a little bit like a healthy fear of the Lord. We understand that walking with the Lord is on his terms, not on ours. We can't make this up as we go. We have to do it the way he says. And the beginning of wisdom is fear for the Lord. Now, in the book of Proverbs, we see many characters in the way that they respond to God, the way that they respond to God's correction and wisdom. And today, we're going to look at three characters. The first character we see in verse 4 is this character called the simple or the inexperienced. That's what simple means. It just means someone who doesn't have a lot of experience. Verse 4 says that wisdom is to give prudence or discernment to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Now, someone who's simple or inexperienced, it means they just haven't lived a lot of life. They're not experienced in all of life or a certain area of life, and they're like an open book. They want new experiences, 
but their inexperience means they don't have discernment in the midst of those experiences, which means the simple, the inexperienced, they're always dangling over danger. They're always dangling over danger. They're at risk because they don't yet have wisdom. Proverbs 14, 15 says, the inexperienced one believes anything, but the sensible one watches his steps. 22.3 says, the prudent sees danger and hides himself, but the simple go on and suffer for it. The one who's inexperienced hasn't necessarily done anything wrong. They just don't have the wisdom to know if they're doing what's right. One of the reasons that I was so sober with my daughter when we went on the zip line was because I had done, I've done zip lines before. In fact, some of my friends and I had done one 20 years ago. And there were about 30 of us that went through the zip line course 20 years ago. And you know, 20 years ago, I was a hothead and I was like, oh, I'll climb these nets and I'll do all this and I'll be the first one done and all that. Well, you can't pass people, so there's no point in racing. Uh, but we put on the harness, we had the clips, the exact same thing, and we went through the course, and I was, you know, I thought it was awesome to be challenged, and, you know, I was safe the whole way, unclip, clip, unclip, clip, and then I got to the end, and we ziplined down, and then we gathered and watched all of our friends crossing and continuing on the course. And we were talking, and we were laughing, and we were having a good time, and then all of a sudden, I heard a scream. And one of my friends, Paula, was on one of the obstacles 40 feet in the air. But instead of standing on a wire and holding the ropes clipped into the safety line above her, she was dangling under the wire with her hands holding on where she should have been standing. The only thing keeping her from falling 40 feet down was her 10 fingers and her feet wrapped around that wire. You see, in the midst of the excitement, Paula had unhooked from the last obstacle and proceeded just to walk right into the next obstacle without ever clipping in. And at that moment, we all realized, this is not a joke. This is for real. And none of us, because of our inexperience, knew what to do. But one of the experienced guides shimmied up the obstacle he clipped himself in and walking very slowly so that Paula would not lose his grip, her grip on the very wire he was walking on, he walked out to her and quickly clipped her in and saved her life. And now Paula wasn't a bad person. We weren't bad people, but we were inexperienced and we didn't realize that we were dangling over danger because we'd never done it before. You know, as you think about your life and the areas that you don't have experience, uh, do you realize that where you don't know how God wants you to do things, there is danger? And it's not something that you go, oh, I'm bad or I need to be filled with shame. Rather, we say we need God's wisdom in order to survive. We don't want to stay simple-minded. We want to grow and become wise rather than becoming a fool. We hope you're inspired by God's word. What have you learned so far? As you listen, pray about applying it to your life. Let's continue in God's word.
second character that we see in the book of Proverbs is the fool. In verse 7 it says, fools despise wisdom and instruction. And a fool is someone who messes up and then doesn't want to hear about it and doesn't want to be corrected and then keeps messing up again and again and again in the same way. When I played Little League Baseball uh, for the city as a kid, we had this one kid on our team who was an amazing athlete. His name was Francis. And we quickly realized that Francis was the best player on the team. He was by far the most athletic. When he would get up and he would stand in the box and the pitch would come, no matter where it was, he would hit. And he was so quick and fast that he would get to first base. But that wasn't enough for Francis. Well, I remember the first game, Francis easily made it to first base, and he should have stayed. But he didn't want to stay on first. He wanted to go for second. So the coach is in the middle of saying, oh, good job, Francis. And he's rounding first, going for second. And he made it. And we couldn't believe this. We're all cheering and going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that Francis at one point may turn a single into an in-the-park home run just because he would always take these risks and go for second and then go for third and then go for home. And people just couldn't catch him. But Francis tried this too often and would not listen to the coach tell him, stay on first. And as the season progressed, what was exciting during the first game became the disdain of us as the rest of his teammates because nine out of ten times, Francis would get out for trying something stupid. Now, it was exciting, and we knew he was the best athlete, but he was uncoachable. Uncoachable. And when he would get up to bat, we would all just shake our heads because we knew that we were about to see wasted talent. We were about to see someone do something awesome athletically, but because he was a fool, he was going to make the same mistake and go for second when he should stay on first. The same mistake that he made the last game and the game before. Francis was wasted talent, and he was uncoachable because he was a fool. He was foolish. He just repeated the same mistake over and over and over again. And no matter what the coach said, stay on first, he wouldn't listen. It's interesting, Steph Curry, who is the, uh, the star for the Golden State Warriors, one of his coaches said that he is one of the most coachable players he's ever met. His coach said, he's one of the most educable, meaning teachable, players I've ever known, both in terms of his willingness to listen, his ability to absorb, and execute. In other words, the coach is saying is that Steph Curry is so good because he's so teachable. He listens and he absorbs information. He doesn't think he knows better than the coach. He's not a fool. He asks for input when he makes mistakes because Steph Curry is wise. And that's the last character we look at in the book of Proverbs. Verse 5 says, Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain guidance. What's interesting, if you look at that, it doesn't say let the wise share all the wisdom they have with everybody else. It says let the wise hear and increase in learning. The one who understands, obtain guidance. 
Proverbs 1 is telling us that the wise person is the one who is teachable and open to instruction from others and from God. You know, when we showed up at that ropes course a month ago, me and my daughter, there was part of me in my mind, I was like, I've done this before. And I've seen a rescue, so I know what I'm doing. And then there was another part of me that was said, shut up, you idiot. <laughs> you're getting old, and you're not as strong as you used to be, and you haven't done this in 20 years. You need to listen to what these guides have to say. And that was the voice I listened to. We, we sat there and we listened to the guides talk about each step. And when my daughter lost her attention span and would look out somewhere, I'm like, no, no, listen to these guys. We need to know what they say. In fact, they even had a practice ropes course that wasn't 40 feet in the air, it was on the ground. And I said, we're doing that. We're going to practice switching on the ground. Because wisdom says we need to learn, we need to be teachable, we need to increase in learning. Proverbs 3, 11 through 12 the next scripture says, My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves or corrects him who he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. In other words, our humility to be wise and learn from, the, from God should come from the fact that he loves us. And if he didn't correct us, he wouldn't love us. And so the beginning of, the, of wisdom starts with a fear of the Lord, a healthy reverence and awe. And that word Lord is not some ambiguous word for God. It's God's personal relational name, Yahweh. Our relationship with our covenant God means he is in charge and we submit to him. And the beginning of wisdom says, I am submitting to you, the one who loves me. I revere you. You know, the funny thing about being on that ropes course with my daughter for two hours was that once we developed a healthy fear, a healthy reverence, a healthy awe for the way the course worked, and once we got in the practice of applying the wisdom of one clip, two clips, one clip, two clips, we had a blast. We had a blast. One of my favorite images was towards the end, uh, we would hook onto these zip lines that probably were about 100, 150 yards long, that's a football field or more, over a lake. And you would clip in and then you would just push off and, the, and your safety harness was holding you to this zip line as you were flying through the air over this lake. And I'll never forget my daughter just pushed off and she was just cheering with her arms spread apart. She couldn't believe that she was flying. See, once we had a healthy fear of the course and we understood how it worked, we weren't afraid of anything else. We weren't afraid of anything else. And it's similar with our fear of the Lord. Submitting to a healthy fear of God subdues unhealthy fears of everything else. So as you look at your life, Ask yourself, am I living in wisdom? Am I living with a reverence, a fear, an awe of the Lord? Look, if you're living in repetitive, willful sin, if you're rejecting God's correction in your life, that's foolish. 
That's not living in reverence of God. If you have an area in your life where you're being coached by the culture rather than coached by God, the Bible says watch out. Watch out. You're inexperienced. You might be being led away if you're listening to all the voices in the culture rather than God's voice in the Bible. You might be dangling over danger. But the Bible would also challenge those of you who are mature in your faith. I've been walking with God for a long time, you might say. But the Bible would say, have you stopped growing? Because wisdom always seeks more wisdom. And if you're at the point where you look around and you're like, man, I'm the most mature person in the room, maturity would say, then keep growing. Don't stop looking for the Lord's wisdom. And if you're here or you're listening and you're not a Christian, but you say, you know, I have respect for Jesus. He's a good teacher. Would you explore his teachings? Explore his teachings in the Bible. Uh, would you even be open to reading the book of Proverbs and seeing how Jesus might correct you in your life through it? In fact, over the next month, our church is going to read a proverb a day. Starting tomorrow, we're going to read Proverbs 1, just in your homes, by yourself, on your own time. Tuesday, we'll read Proverbs 2. Wednesday, Proverbs 3, until we've gone all the way through Proverbs 31. And if you're here today or you're listening and you're exploring the Christian faith, maybe part of your exploration is going on that journey with us where you read a Proverbs a day and actually examine, not just say Jesus is a good teacher, but look at the teachings of the Bible and open yourself up to his correction. Maybe, though, even as we talk about wisdom and fear in the Lord, maybe you feel conviction in your heart, maybe ignoring uh, the Lord's wisdom, uh, maybe being uncoachable by God. We're going to pray in just a minute and give you an opportunity to respond to the wisdom of the Lord. But what's most important is this. The wisdom of the Bible isn't just a set of teachings that we master. Wisdom is a person who is our master. Jesus Christ is wisdom personified. Colossians 2, 3 says, it encourages us to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Jesus Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Jesus Christ doesn't just teach us about wisdom. He is wisdom in the flesh. And the good news is you can have a relationship with him. In our foolishness, we spurn God's fellowship. We sinned against him. And because God is a righteous judge, God cut us off from relationship with him. But in God's great love, he sent Jesus Christ to atone for our sins. The sinless one became a criminal, dying on the cross, so that when we turn away from running our own lives and we stop being foolish and start being wise and following him, we can receive forgiveness and be reconciled to God. And that is the good news of the gospel. You know, wisdom and a healthy fear of the Lord starts with what you do with the good news of Jesus. Have you submitted to Jesus? 
Have you gone to him and asked him for forgiveness for your sins? Have you repented and believed? The Bible would say that is the beginning of wisdom. I want to invite you now just to bow your heads for a moment. If you're on watching online, uh, feel free to bow in prayer. But I just want to ask you, um, where did wisdom hit you today? Um, is there an area in your life where you have rejected correction from the Lord, where you are willfully sinning? I'm not talking about how we all sin and we fall short and we need grace and we ask for forgiveness, but is there an area where you've said, I don't need the Lord's correction, I'll ignore the Lord's correction. Would you take a moment right now and just submit that back to him? Is there an area in your life where you've become uncoachable by God? You're being coached by the culture rather than coached by God. Would you submit that area to him? Or are you in a place where you've grown, but you've stopped growing? You're mature, but you stop maturing. Submit yourself again to God. And maybe even today you're on a spiritual journey and you say, you got me. I need to come to the cross. I know that wisdom would be to submit myself to Jesus for the first time. If that's you, I wanna, I'm going to pray and I want to ask that you would join in that prayer with me to come to Christ for the first time and receive forgiveness. You can pray this at home. Uh, you can pray it in your heart. Pray with me now. Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are wisdom. And we confess that we all fall short of following you. But these aren't silly little errors we make, Father. These are willful sins against you. Because of our sinning against you, we have broken relationship. And we're under your wrath. But because of Jesus, we can be forgiven. And so now we turn away from running our own lives. We turn away from being foolish. And we turn to you. By faith in Jesus, we rest in the fact that your shed blood, Jesus, was enough for the forgiveness of our sins. And now we're no longer enemies of God, but now we are friends and children. Lord, as we go through this series, we pray that you would grow us. In your name we pray. Amen. We're going to close in singing now, but if that was you and you made a decision to follow Jesus for the very first time, uh, put something in the comment box so that someone else can reach out to you. We'll, we'll drop a link in there in just a moment where you can reach out and, and email us. Uh, but let us know if you've made a decision to follow Jesus. For the rest of you, I'm going to ask you to stand and we're going to sing together now. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.